Hi, everybody. We are Little Rod Games, and we're going to do a little podcast, part of our Game of the Month Club, where we all play the same game, just like a little book club, except with games. We all play the same games, and we get together, and we talk about them at the end of the month. And this month, we picked the uh, 2017 uh, Game Everything by David O'Reilly. And uh, we all played it, and we're going to get together and tell you guys what we thought about it. Uh, so there are five of us here at Little Rock Games. Um, I'm Brad Sims, and we have uh, Robbie Hunt here. Hi. Olivia Dunlop here. Hi. Tanner Marshall. Hello. And Joe Williams. Hi. So every month when we decide on doing a game, one of us picks a game that we want to sort of spotlight and review. And this month I was on as the picker and I picked everything because I just heard so many great things about it. And if you haven't seen it or heard about it yet, everything is a simulation game by uh, David O'Reilly. And he's the guy who did Mountain a couple of, a year or two ago. And if you remember Mountain, you know that he's very minimal in in the way that he does games. And uh, this is sort of an expansion on that minimal idea that he had. In fact, if you've played Mountain, you'll see a lot of the same little elements, uh, like the stars use the same graphics, and a lot of the low poly pieces uh, show up in everything as well. Um, it's a really interesting simulation where you're walking and moving and becoming uh, everything. You can become one little piece at a time, and you're, there's a little bit of a, a collection uh, element to it where you're trying to collect all of the things in the game. Um, in fact, I read somewhere where someone said that that was how, how to win the game. The object of the game was to collect everything. I don't know if I agree with that, uh, but we can talk about that as we go along. Um, and we'll talk more about kind of how the game works as we go through this. So uh, I'm going to open it up to everybody. And uh, I don't know. What did you guys think? So my first thing what, that I noticed when I was playing the game was the animations. Um, and I feel like that's something that's really interesting about it. It was yeah. one of the things that when I first was hearing about the game, that or first seeing trailers and stuff, that made it seem weird. Yeah. And and, and it, it's so interesting to me as like from a design perspective, because specifically what I'm talking about is how the animals in the game are animated, or how they are not <laughs> animated. <laughs> instead of instead of having them have like full locomotion or whatever, they literally just roll like at 90 degree angles. <laughs> and it's sort of somersaults. Yeah. Uh, so if you're playing an elephant. Um, it, it just does these flips straight forward as you're going across the savanna. Um, but it was also weird that not everything does that. Yeah. So like uh, uh, quadruped animals usually do that. They do the somersaulting flip thing. Uh -huh. Whereas uh, I love quadruped animals. So like I know yeah, armadillos true. just hop. Armadillos yeah. kind of hop. Birds fly. Birds are fully articulated yeah. flying. Um, it's like the suggestion of movement, right? Right. Like, yeah. Like fully, you know, all four legs moving is a lot to handle, but like you can just sort of wobble a mouse as it moves along, and it sort of looks how a looks like how a mouse moves. But it, it was kind of endearing. It was, and, and it's it's so interesting to me because it, it, in the first impression, because when you start out, and from all of our experiences that's talking about, I'm pretty sure that you always start as one of those quadruped animals that flips. So that's your first thing you encounter in this game is you move and your animal flips. Well, well let me, I'll, I'll go ahead and ask on that note, what did everybody start as? I started as an elephant. 
I was also an elephant. Elephant, elephant. Uh, so I actually, I played it several months ago. Like, I started <laughs> playing it several months ago, so I don't actually remember. But I started a second time, I started playing as a goat. A goat. Right. So... I was a white cow. White cow. So mountain lion. Mountain lion. But nobody, I, I assume that you, no one starts as a rock, right? So are there more colors of cow that I haven't? Yeah. yeah. Yes, there's, there's a Holstein cow, cow right? And, and yeah. uh, uh-huh. like a, a, a water water buffalo maybe uh-huh. or something like that? So Yeah, with our sample size of five, <laughs> yes. we can sort conclusively say yes. that you always start as some kind well, of animal. Also, though, it sounds like they're all sort of the same biome, too, right? The same sort of... I started in the savanna. Savanna slash desert. Yeah. yeah. I was in a... No, I was in a, uh, like, a forest. Okay, so this was different. So, I mean, so that's interesting. So, never mind. Um, <laughs> I, well, I spent the first part of the game wondering if... If there, if you, how to get out of that? Like, if I walk, I, I wondered if I walked in one direction, would I eventually come to a river or a forest or a? And then you never do, no, never no. do. And I didn't figure that out until I was. We should probably mention that there may be spoilers. Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> be, if you haven't figured that out yet, there are definitely going to be spoilers. In every I mean, single one of these podcasts, there will yeah. be many spoilers. Because, I mean, the fundamental mechanic of the game is transforming from one kind of thing to another kind of thing. And I didn't realize that there were literally continents that had that biome, and that mm-hmm. once you were in that continent, that was the biome you were in, until I had cycled my way from oh. the smallest thing all the way around to the largest thing. And come down. So your first experience with the transcending, like you went down first. I went. I kept burrowing and further and further. Okay. Down. I went down first. Though. Smaller think, and smaller. I think yeah. you okay. can only go down first. Not not down no. that far. No, you. you there's a point at which then they allow you to ascend. Again. Okay. Or he, I guess, allows yeah. you this, the game, the thing. Everything allows. You everything to, allows everything you to ascend. <laughs> to, yeah. Um, but I, I was, I, I noticed that, and then I was sad because I, I picked. A continent, which was the same kind that I had. Uh, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. in order to get to a new continent, <laughs> I'm going to have to, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but it's interesting, though, because even on the same areas, there are different things there. Yeah. yeah. And it's an immense yeah. number of things in the game. I actually yeah, was... Really I, afterwards, I just... Because I, I saw that I had, like, 600 and something by the end of the game that I had found. And I was looking up... I was trying to figure out how... Like, what was the total? And nobody knew. Oh, really? Like, I couldn't find anywhere yeah. anybody talking about how many things were in the game. I'm sure well, like, so has it anyone has to come be up? finite. <laughs> yeah. but so has anyone... Well, clearly you, someone's gotten 100%, right? Yeah, they give yeah. you a percentage Does of things. Does it have to be finite? Procedural <laughs> 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 uh, generation, right? Well, Color variation. Well, it's interesting, though, because um, they, they brought up procedurality. Because when I first started playing the game... I just started walking in one direction, like you talked about, just to see how far it would go and if mm-hmm. it would change. And it doesn't, right? It's the same biome and everything, but I still felt like it was this immense, procedurally generated yeah. space. But when you get down to a certain level and you start trying to do that, you notice that it's not. It's it just, just looping circles, that spot, yeah. right? Yeah. And because of that, it is a finite amount of space in the entire mm-hmm. game right. that you have to work with, which and is something it gives this illusion of being this like unending space. But and I feel like because um, really what this game really does is it's sort of a philosophy lecture, right, mm-hmm. or a theology lecture. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is a really interesting, subtle way to sort of bring together the themes without it, without laying it out for the player. Right? Yeah, and so you're you're, you're talking about the um, one of the other mechanics in the game is that you can roll along to these little nodes in the game and uh, hit a key to pop up a little mini lecture by Alan Watts. Yes. Yeah. 
And um, Alan Watts was one of the first. He's a British uh, philosopher, uh, among other things. He was one of the people who sort of brought our modern idea of Zen and a lot of Eastern philosophy to the West in a, in a sort of a popular and academic kind of way. Yeah, um, he's a bit of a phenomenologist too, yeah. which is where I connected with it, um, having because I've that I've studied, but I haven't studied much Zen. But that idea of that our our sense of being is not so much in isolation. So phenomenologists would say that the only way we know ourselves is by our connections to other things. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think of myself as me. What I what I perceive is actually me in relation to you. That's a, an, an understanding. Me in relation to Olivia. Me in relation to Robbie. Me in relation to this. And it's only because of rationalism that we've separated things and said, here's a human. Here's something else. You know, classified them and organized them. So, so for me, that was the connection. And I only later read about Watts and thought, oh, actually, that wasn't his primary right. thing. But yeah, me too. I, I actually had not heard of Alan Watts before playing this game at all. Um, but afterwards, I was curious, and so I was looking it up, and I was sort of surprised to see like how heavily like he was invested in like all these different. It, yes. it was almost a weird synchronicity that I had because the in the two weeks before we decided to play this game, it was completely unrelated to me picking this game. I saw two different things uh, in the media about, in, in just like really, really kind of back-channel media, about Alan Watts. One was about his letters uh, to, that they re- recently published <laughs> or collected, and another was just about sort of an overview. And I don't know, I don't think any of that was related to the release of the game, but uh, he seems to be having a, a, a resurgence. small, again, back-channel resurgence among folks like us, maybe? Something makes yes. me wonder if this game is part of why. <laughs> right. Yeah. Honestly. Right. No, I never really looked him up. Why Absolutely. Yeah, is becoming sort of... Yeah. People are but really I, finding out about I him. I definitely recognized about. his voice the, when it played. I mm-hmm. was like, I've heard this guy before, yeah. but um, but I didn't know from where. Apparently, he gets sampled in like songs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's in it's blue jean commercials, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> about, <laughs> about the one like an Apple thing. The like oneness of the universe. Universe. yeah, oh, yeah. You guys can edit this out later. No, no, no. This no, is, this is great. They probably play it. I'm going to reference a lot of large corporations who we can later. Sponsor us. You mean Smapple. Right, yeah. Smapple. Um, not Snapple. Not, not Snapple. Snapple. The other one. <laughs> so, something in between. I want to I say that I, when I first started playing the game, hated it. I hated it. And I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm, a, I'm like a snob about uh, graphics. And so I was like, so it takes me effort. And what's weird is I'm not, I'm not snobby about graphics across the board. So I'll play roguelikes, which are like barely, like you could see them in 1993 and they don't look a ton different. So it's not that it's just something about that space that combines with also, I I actually got kind of nauseous when I first played it. Like when I would turn the landscape because the graphics are are not super developed, it, it gave me that kind of motion sickness. I but can see that. The first time that I transformed into a new being, like it really, it, like I realized that there was way more to, you know, because I kind of thought, oh, I'm just going to roam around the savanna and what is the big deal? And then suddenly I, tr- I kind of pushed through to that first layer. Yeah. Um, and so I just want to mention that because there may be people who, who have that same reaction and are like, this is like a clumsy whatever. 
Yeah. But, but it took that first jump to kind of another level. To, to me, it took... I I could see what they were doing, and so I was willing to sort of look past it. But, yeah, I immediately hated just the rolling. <laughs> that, I mean, it's nothing else. I, I thought the looking around was fine. I thought the, the graphics themselves looked fine. But specifically, just how I moved my animal bothered me. You don't and like the, somersaulting it's cows. So, and then the first it's so time, endearing to me. And then the first time that you move over, to you don't move up or down. You move to a different animal. Yeah. And then that just moved the same. And the I was same like, scale. okay, great. I will, I will, I'm going to stick with this <laughs> until I hear enough of Alan Watts, and then I'm out. Uh-huh. And I'll be really nice to Brad for his suggestions. <laughs> and then, That's so funny. Right. I was like, how am I going to explain this later? <laughs> but, but, I, but the Alan Watts stuff was pretty interesting and stuff, but when you... Once I... Like descended the first yeah. time. Then I was like, oh, okay, so there's this other stuff. The uh-huh. And then, and then, it was, but it wasn't until I ascended into something that I realized, like, oh, the the way the animals move don't matter yeah. because there's probably the, way more than just animals, mm-hmm. and that happened to coincide, maybe deliberately, maybe not. Especially early in the game, a lot of the times where I realized oh, that's why I can forgive this thing about the game design, mm-hmm. really coincided with what the the recording of Alan Watts was saying. Yeah. Um, and they didn't happen so much later on in the game, but it does make me feel like early on, especially like the first like 40 minutes, they there was very tight scripting in the game of what are they likely to be doing and what do we want them to hear yeah. as they're... Yep. And exactly like what level they're at when they're yeah. hearing certain things. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's yeah, it's really carefully put together in that way, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I actually, uh, I was when I was looking at how many things were in the game, I ended up at the FAQ on the website and the first question is, why do the animals roll? <laughs> That's the first thing. And What's he said, because I don't know how to animate. Right. That was like, That was what he, so we, the answer we was. assessed it correctly. So, yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's something to be said about the ability to make a game that doesn't have to have all these awesome yeah, graphics yeah, and fully yeah. articulated animation. It, it can still say something and be really yeah. meaningful. Yeah, and that that's what I was hoping to see and why I was willing to give it a chance, but within the first 10 minutes you it, it I think it's it was very pretty, slow. it was a very yeah. uh, bold choice to make cuz what I would do if I were designing a game would be okay I can't animate eventually they'll get to a point where it doesn't matter so I would make sure that the first jump is to not an animal. Like that would be my instinct. Yeah. To make it to Planet. something different. Right. So, so that's like, oh see, see, look, that my my deficiency doesn't matter, but he like <coughs> he kept to it and I think that was the right choice. Right. See, that's interesting though, because like I first heard about the game with like zero preface, right? Like I was walking around at GDC and I walked past the Sony booth and it play the game plays itself if you leave it idle. So, so even when there was this was empty running. sort of kiosk and there were these animals just flipping over themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, I have to try this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what drew me into the game. I knew nothing about it, and I sat there and I probably played it for at least an hour on the wow. expo floor, sort of figuring out what it was. And eventually, I had to leave. But like a couple months later, I bought the game after it fully came out. Uh, Did they so, eventually make you leave? Like, <laughs> All right, man, finally <laughs> get to another booth. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, that was that was sort of what pulled me into it was the graphics and the the weird animations. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, not knowing anything else about it. So it's sort so, of an interesting it's choice. It's interesting, though, because I feel like 
in the Steam reviews, it's sort of reflective of what you're talking about. I saw lots of reviews that were downvotes that were people that played it for 15 minutes yeah. mm-hmm. that were just like, what is there to do in this game? Like, why it's just lazy and weirdly put together, and that's there's nothing to do. Um, so to introduce it that slowly and to do that, it was, it was very interesting. That one, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. One, one thing that sort of, I felt a little bit about what you were saying, Joe, early on in the game. Um, the other thing that, that made it frustrating for me and weird for me was the weird controls. Uh, your WASD uh, to yeah. move, your mouse to look it's around. It's meant for a controller. Oh, no. that's why yeah. the X button. It's a lot. I did the same thing. When I first played it, I played it with a controller, but then I went back in like really quick to just play for a little bit, and I could not. like The, the keyboard controls were pretty It was bad. wonky. Yeah. It, on, on just yeah. a keyboard, it's really wonky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then remembering all the different... Uh, there were like some how other to ones. dance, how to, how to, how to yeah. yeah, how to dance. We need to talk to, about that actually. So yeah, because I, I like some to of the talk other things you can do. Well, because I was, I've been, I think I, I, one of the things that I quickly paid attention to was the kinds of verbs, right, that mm-hmm. give you action mm-hmm. in the game. And so there's the idea of ascension mm-hmm. and descension, which are are both uh, my armchair sort of philosopher wants to assign those to something in mm-hmm. Zen. Buddhism, but I honestly have no idea. So I, I'll, you know, I'll just stop that and continue with something else. But so those two, right? Then there's there's you can dance, you can fo- follow. Is that the mm-hmm. verb for when you connect to other similar things? Uh, I always just thought of it as making a herd. I'm I sure there's yeah, two that's fine. Join, join, join. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And um, sing. And sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's so, not just so singing is is meant to be communication with other creatures, and you kind of that's a way to make them friendly to you, yeah. so you can join with them easier but you, I, I, I think I know where you're going this that they use the word seeing rather than communicate yeah right yeah which I actually I thought was really interesting if yeah. you think about those verbs as there's a kind of not only is there a kind of joyousness to them mm-hmm. but there's there's also this sense of connectivity right mm-hmm. so you've got sort of nodes going up and down with ascension and descension but then mm-hmm. I mean if you guys got further and found more verbs definitely talk about it but for me sort of singing joining and dancing were the three that, yeah. that I primarily I think that ex- that's well the, that you primarily transform and that, those were the things I was able to do oh but what, what were transform. what were the verbs that you primarily did Ooh. Um, well and here's a this is a thing right so I I Part of my brain was optimizing the game pretty quickly, okay, and so I was like, when it when I knew that, is it which is the one that allows you to absorb the creature more quickly, dancing or singing? Singing. 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 Yeah. So I would immediately start singing whenever sing. I joined oh, a new. Yep. I'd be like, sing, 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 well, like smashing also, the sing button because I wanted to yeah. have the freedom then to choose how long I would be part of that. Yeah. That sort of organism. So, yeah. But later in the game, the join thing will instantly let you join to other things. Yeah. It'll just instantly uh, suck them all up into a big mass. Yeah. And other things that are not the same, yeah. the same creature, yeah. but the same, I guess, family. But, so, uh, but eventually, then eventually you they let you join everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just anything yeah. nearby, and it, you recognize okay. it instantly. And it just, so, well, there's a setting in it. In settings, you right. can say that when I do join... It will join all this only the same creatures, but, yeah, or join everything. It, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. It unlocks, but you so, can adjust it. Yeah. Speaking about the unlocking thing, uh, my experience with the game, I think I may have experienced it differently than you guys, but maybe not. It has to do with the Golden Gate. Did everybody get to the Golden no. Gate? No, I was waiting yes. for us okay, to get to this. Okay, so, so we're gonna spoiler for Joe. I googled okay. how to huge. find it. And, but here's the thing: I I think I think I know why. Maybe why you didn't 
go into the Golden Gate. Did I'm you even a, hear I'm about a bad it? person? No, did you did you even <laughs> yes, hear about it? <laughs> did did you hear about it? No. Okay, so oh, that's weird. But anyway. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. I'm so a I'm, bad person. So I'm playing through the game <laughs> and I it, through the tutorial, eventually it basically the, Okay, just, well, we can talk separately about the tutorial in a minute. But. <laughs> sure. But well oh you're it's telling you to do things basically. Right. And at some point it just drops this hint that hey there there is this Golden Gate thing. All of the wording about what that Golden Gate is, this is slightly personal, but just based on all of my experiences with anxiety, I was like, oh, that sounds like a bad time. And I I played all of my entire game not going into the Golden Gate. It wasn't only maybe the last 20 minutes of my gameplay out of... If you looked on Steam, it probably says... 30 or 40 something hours because I just left it there overnight several times. Oh, cool. But uh, probably total I maybe played 10 hours. Um, Ascending and descending was the main thing I did. Mm -hmm. And then going to something and singing and trying to collect all the things basically and seeing all the stuff. And then I was like, oh, I'm bored now. But I like the game. I enjoyed it. And I want to please Brad. So... (laughs) So, the, so I was like, so where's that Golden Gate thing again? Yeah. And I was like, I guess I'll do it because it's the last thing to do. Um, and it and it was everything that I expected it to be. It was, because we ran into each other at Walmart and you kind of mentioned it. I was like, whoa, hold on, wait, stop, because I haven't gone there yet. And it, it was like hell, basically. Yeah so, yeah, so to interject here just about what that Golden Gate is, and this is a huge spoiler. Um, if you haven't played, uh, I don't know, fast forward something, um, or don't listen to this. Don't, yeah, cover your ears. Um, I, you, it, it tells you in the game that you can now go into these golden gates, which are these sort there's of. There's one of them. Yeah, there's there's one of them on the on, on your. Is there just one? There's only one. There's only okay. one. Um, so you find this golden gate, which is this sort of what is that shape? It's almost like a a jacks, you know, the, the game jacks for you. Also, it's worth noting that when you first start the game, it's right in yeah, front it's, of you. You're facing yeah, it. Yeah. It's the you're, first thing that you. It's see. the first thing you see. This big gold. Yeah, I remember that at all? Mm-hmm. This big gold uh, six Are you pointed sure in X. Every game. Yes. Yeah. In every you, game, you, you, there's, no, there's no action. It doesn't say that you can't do anything do. to it early I in the game. No memory of that. You have to do a lot it's of other stuff until you come back. Immediately, you you start. There's so much other stuff to distract you that you just leave it, which is the point. And even when it said that, when it when it gave me what it was telling me to do, when it finally reveals mm-hmm. that you can go do something with this golden gate, I almost missed it. Um, it because, like you said, there's so much else going on. Yeah, I forgot that that was what my next goal was. Right, exactly. Which I feel like is completely intentional because I feel like you're Probably. supposed to wander around and eventually get back there again. Yeah, because I, it's I, not I always do keep coming back to it. Actually, can can we just come back to this for a second? So this idea of goal driven versus sort of meditative because I'm now that you guys are describing this and I'm trying to reflect on my own experience of the game it's it's interesting on a kind of meta level right the question of whether if you design a game that's about meditating mm-hmm. on existence mm-hmm. and the relationship among thing everything that when we impose sort of goals onto it right are we in fact sidestepping the point it right? was I, I picked but up on that also, yeah, right but then is the point also to recognize that by you know assigning goals to things we are then reflecting on our own experience so it becomes this kind of loop of um, I say all this because I was feeling worse and worse as you guys were talking about the golden gate no. <laughs> I, was like, no. I was thinking oh my god but but let me just the, the thing that's interesting is that I had that initial experience of this is not a game for me and then I went over that first waterfall 
metaphorically and and found myself in a new place and I thought oh this is way more than I thought Mm -hmm. but then I hit a second wall of oh this is what it is there's a whole bunch of variety but it's really just these same actions too yeah and but meditatively like in terms of the philosophy you could start to ask an interesting question about how often we abandon experience because we think well this is all there is um because now as you guys are talking, I'm like, oh, man, I'm sad. I was sad. felt sad. Yeah, I was like, okay. well, I wish I had experienced that. Right. But yeah. I gave up on the experience before. So so anyway, that just feels like it's connected in a way to the, the kind of philosophical underpinnings. And there's a, it's, it's important that the game tells you at the beginning and periodically that there is no wrong way to play the game. Exactly. It tells you that well, and it makes it clear like, throughout the whole experience. And also going back to the whole goal-driven you don't thing, have to do once it. you, this is, again, a huge spoiler, once you go to the gate, they tell you once you go in, there's no way out so you descend yeah, into this gate it's, it's a trap and right. it's it's limbo yeah. right there's like all these objects just floating that. there very surreal <laughs> but are you yeah. sure you want to experience there's so, yeah. many, there's, <laughs> so there's so many thought bubbles popping up but when you talk to them it's a series of sort of like how they hate it here and their regrets and you can think of it as like an afterlife right they said like uh, yeah. I wish I spent more time with my kids rather than yeah. trying it's to like pursue regrets. this job it's all yeah. and they're but constantly terrible. expressing yeah. different regrets <laughs> you just walk by them and they're popping up these, just, these little uh, dialogues but they all seem goal driven right like I was trying I to was get trying to this to place this. so hard that I regret everything I missed so or, if you go straight to the gate you're sort of doing the same thing you feel right? the like, same way uh, the game sort of doesn't want you to go to the gate that's right? why it's like yeah. now you can go here but you're free to do whatever you want mm-hmm. but that's the next check mark on the list so I feel like a vast majority of people playing the game are going to do exactly what we talked about which yeah. is play it for a while feel like alright I get it now now I'm going to find the next goal to accomplish mm-hmm. which is to go there and then you and see. also the yeah. fact that the, the game takes you back to the gate itself if you let it idle so yeah, yeah. That's if, you, if you get stuck that's it will eventually you guide you back yeah. there and keep giving you the option because it was says this- in the because I was like I was trying to figure out how to get back to the gate because I had decided I wanted to get back there and I was like how can I find that place and I went into the like help menu and it's like whenever you don't know what to do just let it go mm-hmm. like it's, it gives you this little hint and wow that's that's uh, yeah. right <laughs> and so you have to like if you stop playing the game and just let things go you will end up back at the gate it will take you there but I don't think it does that until you get to the point where that's your yeah. next goal yeah yeah. Um, Well, so with the gate, was it just my experience or was getting through the gate the end of what it called the tutorial for you guys? Yeah, that's what it was. I thought so. And I find that super (laughs) interesting. Well, but when I talked to you guys, so I finished the tutorial. Yeah, and I I asked you guys, and none of you guys had done, or at least there's a tutorial? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I was three hours into the game, and it said, Congratulations, you just completed the tutorial. And I was like, What? Yeah. Kidding me? <laughs> so when I when I went had my giant, I probably played it for too long before doing it to be honest. But when I played, because there nothing's no wrong. wrong. There's, I know. No, there's no wrong way to play. But so I was kind of using it. What I realized I was doing was sort of using it as like a giant, like mindfulness exercise, basically. Yeah, it was like the whole. No, thing. it reminded me of that yeah. too a lot. Yeah, and so so it was great. And the only reason I went to the Golden Gate was because I because you mentioned it. I never would have thought about it, and I probably would have I had been, forgotten about it for a while. Yeah. yeah, it was only because you mentioned it. And then once I did, I was instantly, I don't know, I almost felt like uh, like I wish you hadn't mentioned it to me because I liked the game better when not going there, and I wish that I had never gone there. 
And so once I was there, I was like, I don't even want to be here. Like, but what am at I the same time, the yeah. experience of going through the gate and then when you do eventually get yeah. out mm-hmm. is really interesting because I felt like I had a weird, more appreciation yeah. for the game after doing that. Because the yeah. thing that's at the very, very core of the Golden Gate when you descend as far down as you can go is the game, everything. <laughs> is, yeah. At, yeah. is the thing that's like the final <laughs> thing that you talk to. Oh, nice. Um, and then you can inhabit it and you're just this little computer walking around with the game running on the screen and it's just like and, yeah. and then it yeah, tells yeah, you yeah, um, yeah. And, and then so so you've gone through all of the Golden Gate and you've collected all these thoughts of these objects that regret their entire existence basically and then the way to get out is to you, and through the whole game you've been collecting yeah. the thought bubbles you can it gives you a new action now you can let go of those thoughts yeah and into it your ha- mind right you go, literally go into your mind and then you clear it all out you clear out everything that you've collected and uh, and then you can leave and then you send you're out of the huh? out of the uh, golden gate which is pretty cool and it has this cool line about how you know since everything's connected anyway all these thoughts that you've experienced you're probably gonna you, you experience them all in your head you're probably gonna experience them in the world anyway so just let them go that was really cool and that gelled with the kind of mindfulness exercise I was doing anyway. Right. So I was glad I got to the end of the Golden Gate. And I was glad that I had the long experience before the Golden Gate. Did not like being in, in yeah, the Golden yeah. Gate itself. <laughs> I also but I understand why it's really there. bad. I couldn't figure out what I was yeah, supposed to too. do when me I got too. in there. And I, I had to look it up. Because, and then, you know, it was really obvious. Because there's one planet in there. And yeah. you have to descend into the planet. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so if you get stuck there, you know how to get out. <laughs> we totally ruined the experience. No, 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 no. So, yeah, yeah. Just going the back to the to the feeling of sadness. So let me uh, let me clarify a little bit. So so the idea of the Golden Gate made me a little sad, but actually what made me more sad was recognizing that the mechanics extended. So like when you said, there's a point at which you can start joining multiple kinds of things together that was the thing that made me the most sad because i thought i've that's an experience that i think i would would be an enjoyable next step um but going back to what you said too the um it's interesting to think if you think about the game as a meditation which is a kind of interesting idea right and you start to ask what does it mean for a game to be meditative um then the idea there in theory right you wouldn't particularly have a goal you would just be present for it um and uh so that's one thing but the other thing is i'd like to bring in a parallel game which unfortunately we haven't all played but i also started thinking about the beginner's guide which does a lot of similar kinds of stuff and we don't have to talk about it a ton since we haven't all played it but um for me they both are trying to do something interestingly experimental Mm -hmm. to ask us what the boundaries of a game are Mm -hmm. um and i love that we all had a at least a kind of similar experience of what are our expectations about how mechanics work about what games are supposed to provide us as an experience and so when someone messes with that that's you know at least worth exploring so yeah for sure um, those areas where mechanics of the game playability of the game overlapped with this sort of meditative and philosophy part of the game made for some weird and not not totally not bad experiences but weird juxtapositions yeah the whole idea of the narrative is telling you to let go of things and that yeah. you're part of everything but you're else yeah and you're totally the whole goal is like I gotta collect this I gotta yeah. I gotta yeah. maximize how mm-hmm. I can collect things so, so that ties into something I've actually been interested in for a while and whether or not we end up posting it it's what I wrote about my little blurb about mm-hmm. the game is I, I don't have a good name for what I'm trying to describe yet I think right now it's called uh, serious thoughts but like in in media right so like something like philosophy where like the point is demonstrated not through a story there's not a moral but like you give examples 
it's sort of an allegory to demonstrate the point, right? But like games doing that, mm-hmm. where like you know the the game everything is an embodiment of Alan Watts's work, right? Like his ideas. So mm-hmm. I think that's interesting when the mechanics themselves are embodying that, right? Because when you're playing it early on, you're collecting everything, and eventually you have to mm-hmm. to let go of it, and it's about changing sort of your perspectives and things. Uh, it's something that's been sort of drawing me in for a little while, and I really enjoyed it and everything. So because in th- thinking of the fact that a game was chosen as the medium to have this experience yeah. it's really interesting to me because I, I, was, I was sitting there thinking about it I was like well so and I, and I was taking notes and I realized that all of my notes are essentially just lecture notes from Alan Watts <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you got this one but there's at one point where he says it's all a game like, oh yeah just he says that yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but and I realized and I was sort of thinking about the fact that I was taking notes off this lecture in this game but what I really came away with from that was that if I had just listened to the lecture, just the audio clips, didn't have the game to go along with it, I wouldn't have had close to as deep of an understanding of what sort of the mm-hmm. overall philosophy was. It really makes and so you feel it, it. It really does. And I feel like that means that, that they, this game really demonstrates that games can be used to demonstrate mm-hmm. those ideas. Right, because even when those ideas are conflicting, unique way. Yeah. like the yeah. mechanics and the message is conflicting, it makes you like more aware of it. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Right? Like especially when it's something sort of tying into like perspective and how you live life, right? It makes you more aware of like, oh, well, maybe I'm not sort of exemplifying that right yeah. like well yeah and it's what's crazy getting back to mindfulness um i mean so i've spent a lot of time in the last couple of years as with meditating more i've been thinking a lot about my relationship to games mm-hmm. which for years i mean decades were just a primary escape for me right. right when i did not want to deal with the being present i could dive into a game and be fully engaged with that experience in a way that blocked out mm-hmm. whatever i was running away from right and for a lot of people i think that can be true and i and it's it's still true for me sometimes but it's it raises then that question of what does it mean to have a kind of mindful or meditative experience yeah. while playing a game and I think part of at least my my shying away from a game like this is that it it doesn't immediately throw at me things you know like Civ Five or something yeah, where yeah. it's like oh my god the turns are going and I got to do this and this thing and right that immediate right. high neuron you know kind of dopamine thing it doesn't give much of that back right so then you have to you're sort of faced with well it's just me sitting here right, <laughs> right? so that kind of meditation <laughs> right. on being present which again I often want to shy away from so so one of the you know one of the things in mindfulness you know an idea comes in you observe the idea and the idea passes the best example of that uh, was as everybody experienced the civilizations in the game getting progressing no, vaguely. Oh, okay. So sort of, probably because I've been playing for ten hours. So eventually, <laughs> I, I might have. But I don't as you're going through, uh, I remember the first the first thing that I saw that might be like a man made thing was a monolith. Mm-hmm. And then as I went through, I started to see my first fences, <gasps> and my first I started to see encounter. fences. There are human things, yes, and campfires. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then oh, eventually, eventually from there, I it, found a field it be- full of arrows, which was sort yeah. of interesting. And uh, wait, and are there humans? No, there are no, no humans. But but the, eventually, I found tents. Somebody's driving those cars. And then log cabins. <laughs> you are. And then eventually, like now, I can find cities. And I, uh, in, in no. the universe, you see uh, spaceships and, and stuff. So Spatial I never thought of it a, yeah. as progressing. I thought it was just that that's just what I happened to encounter. Yeah, me too. Yeah. No, because but I now started, that I think yeah. about it, you're right. Like that, it so. just happened to be how. Like I think that it's. Um, 
it's just based on the order in which you're presented with those things. So like yeah. first things I counted were like small like mm. buildings, but because yeah. I, I know that on the, for me at least, on the first planet you start on, all of the continents, none of them are, because there's a continent called the city continent. Right. And oh. none of those are on the first planet mm. you're on. And, but if you that. go to a different planet, then they have them. So it's sort of, you oh are God. presented with them in that order. <laughs> well, so right. I let myself pull, down so much. But I never, pulling, by giving this up. Pulling back from that, that might, is that the reason then why everybody started in sort of a, 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 a cradle of civilization Africa kind of thing? Or, well, you started on more of a forest. But still, yeah, it's, it's, it's still like in nature, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I mean, no, it is. It's a biome. It's not. There's nothing human. There's nothing, nothing human I'm made. Fairly, there was, was there anything human made on the first like no. place you said? other than monolith? Uh, but that was on their very first like yeah, my very, area. yeah. My, so I didn't the Golden Gate. I guess, okay, it, the Golden. Well, that's the idea. It, it's David O'Reilly, <laughs> whoever, whoever these, whoever these, he should be like conscious people are that are ascending and descending. The yeah. idea is that they made that Golden Gate themselves. Yeah, not they probably didn't physically make it. They probably made it with their anxiety and yes. their, you know, existential. It is sort of monolithic, like 2000, 2001. Yeah. It's this, yeah, this very yeah. different thing in yeah. a, a, among. So, so going back to to mindfulness, real quick. I so when I first started to notice, like, oh, now I'm experiencing more human things in these planets yeah. that I'm going to. My initial thought was, what a shame. Uh, and then, wow. yeah. like it had sullied the experience. Yeah, for you. kind of. Because oh. I, I liked exploring the the nature and stuff. Yeah. And now, it, and so in my head, I could feel my brain wanting to be like, right. oh, so what? So this is what's going to happen. But then I just sort of, yeah. But there's so much to do in the game, and so let there, me just keep yeah. doing that. And I just kind of let go of that and just sort of experienced. Okay, here are these humans, and now they have buildings, and now they have hospitals, and now they have spaceships and stuff, and fine and just but that's yeah but it's so great because it i mean it it adds another layer to how much what the game i think is doing even in my limited play of it um (laughs) yeah what it's doing is reflecting back on us our own perception right because what you just described is a kind of perfect romantic idea like early 19th century poetic ideal of like let's go back to nature nature is you know and so it's amazing to me as we talk not only how many of my own beliefs about how the world should be get applied to the game but then as i listen to you guys it's like there are these other layers of oh this is how it should work and so this is good and this is like we start to apply a morality then right this is a good way for it to be and this is a less good way for it to be because also there's Um, the fact that on the city continent the entire continent is covered in buildings and roads exactly and cars and and if you go down to like the lower levels it's like dirty and there's trash everywhere on the street absolutely right and we've been acculturated to believe that the state of nature is somehow like the state that kind of pastoral is is superior to the urban I was just talking to somebody about this right but but when you but when you let go of that like like I did, and you just continue to experience everything, and yeah. everything doesn't mean trees and animals, right, just nature. And nature. Yeah. It yeah. means literally everything. Right. And so the experience of me going down and being a carbon atom and being a ladybug <laughs> is exactly the same yep. as being a gum wrapper and being yeah. you know smog. Right? But, but right, I, right, right. I, well, it, I felt the sort of a difference in so when you uh, join and a whole bunch of things out running around in the desert, or even on a molecular or a or a, a, a pollen kind of level, if you clump a whole bunch of different entities together, a, a, a bunch of different items together. Um, and you run around, they sort of, like, if they're animals, for example, on the savanna, they sort of flow together like a pack. They feel mm-hmm. like a pack, and they're moving together, and they're, they're, they're sort of flowing over this, this environment. 
on the other hand, when I got to the city and I just did a mass join and clump together, like all the buildings and cars and buses and trash cans and everything just suck together in this big clump and they bump around and it's really chaotic and felt like on the one hand, it felt pristine and it felt beautiful and it felt flowy and natural. Right. Uh, yeah. And in the city, though, it was it, all those buildings together, maybe because of all of the right angles were no right. longer at right angles to each other. <laughs> but it was it was this really shaky uh, uh, jumble. And, and I, I see because I had sort of like the opposite experience because okay. I went to the city and I found them. I, I sort of went crazy. This okay. is after I played most of the game and I started. You can change the scale of things. You can. Yeah. You can you try can and create new uh, disasters no. where you oh, bought yeah. out of so much. Did you guys oh, wow. encounter no, the disasters? No. No. The game will tell you you've done too much. Here's here. You're going back to one thing. <laughs> here's a little point. If you do 30 of those, you get an achievement. So oh, like, wow. they take game breaking. Right. They don't limit you and say, like, OK, you you've made it. too many things. They wait until after you've already broken. Got it. And it's okay. funny because it even shows you like a like we'll be right back screen. Like oh, wow. too much. But, but so after I all of that, that, I'm in this sort of apocalyptic hellscape of giant seagulls and like buildings and trains and stuff that I've scaled and multiplied, uh, and I just become this little like herd of mopeds. But it became. <laughs> and I, I make about a dozen of them, and I feel like I'm like gazelle. I was watching oh, wow. him do this, and I just was like, why is this so weirdly like surreally beautiful? Yeah. What's happening yeah. right yeah. now? Yeah, um, I took a bunch of screenshots. He took so and many. Yeah, later, they're but. really great. <laughs> uh, we should put them on the site with yeah, the, with the yeah. That's but, fantastic. But the, again, this is the interesting question to me. So, like, as we each describe the things that feel pristine, I mean, again, as we start to use language, right, to to identify this thing is good, this thing's not good. We, it raises all those interesting questions about acculturation, right? Are we? Are is it just because we've been trained to to see certain things as inherently beautiful or good, and other things, you know, like badly scaled seagulls, like that's so chaotic, <laughs> like all the words we use to describe them. Mm-hmm. The game, I think, forces us to ask the question whether we could see it all as both beautiful and not beautiful, and both good and bad, right? As someone who's spent, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks. I'll, just, I'll stay quiet. He, he says basically exactly that in in his in the lecture later thing that like there there the are part things, I slept through. Yeah, there are things that separate <laughs> things. There are things that make things good or bad. But those are all just that's that's what you're right. bringing to it mm-hmm. and. Again, it's ev- everything is everything. It is as mean, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a profound let's idea. Just, yeah, let's just chop this podcast down to just that. So we'll just everything that. is everything. <laughs> okay, We're, our work is done here. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I want to go back a little bit to you guys. We've mentioned uh, mindfulness and meditation, yeah, uh, several times, and just. So having played the game, having played your 10 hours, which I think you've you've <laughs> maybe played some of, probably the most out of... I was right around yes. four. Yeah, yeah. yeah Let's just agree. Four, Robbie's four. the best. <laughs> <laughs> I am the worst of us. Or the most meticulous. And that will be the way that we understand this experience for all time. We'll have a scale. <laughs> And you can go from one size to the other. I am the worst Buddhist. (laughs) Robbie is the best. (laughs) I think that's a very zen idea. So this is is one of the screenshots I really enjoy. It finally declares you are everything. Okay. But that was was sort of the middle of my spree. Oh, God. That's crazy. (laughs) I like your idea of a herd of mopeds. Yeah. That's just uh, oddly endearing and comforting. We were sort of like squeezing in between the mass of things. There were like a dozen of us. He also made them really small at one point. So they were like the size of mice <laughs> that's, that's great <laughs> okay but but uh, so mindfulness and meditation um you mentioned that you were you approached it 
with with the idea of doing it as a mindfulness exercise. Do you think, having played for ten hours, um, a year from now, do you think you could go back to that game and use it as a mindfulness tool, a okay. meditate meditative tool? A could year, you? Could you? And would you? A year from now, yeah, I could, and I probably would too. Like, I could see this being. I have a lot of weird stuff that I do. Like, I revisit yearly. Mm-hmm. I could see this being a game that I revisit yearly. Yeah, for sure. But I don't think. Having gotten as far as I did, I I don't really have an interest in going back, like in the near future to do it. Okay, but because it, it's I guess um, I've I've been a lot of things in the game. I guess so. N- not a whole lot of it would feel new, and right. I would start to think back. Oh, the last time I did this, blah blah blah. Right. So once you get to the where you are everything stage, which happens after you do the Golden Gate and after you keep playing for a little while after mm. that, um, is where it lets you like literally combine everything together and it gives you that screen. I guess I did get that screen. Um, I just forgot it. It lets you do a new game plus, right? Yeah, you can eventually <laughs> start I'm not the game sure. over. What's plus about it? But why would you do that in this yeah. game? Like, yeah. does it just let you carry over the so stuff, stuff you've discovered already? But that seems to defeat the get, purpose of right. starting you get, over. Like power armor? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Right from the start, because you have max money, and that's what I want. You're, a little, just you're have, a little rolling ev- I, elephant. I want, I want power armor and a minigun. I can have those right at the beginning. That would be so good. Well, so. Right after the Golden Gate, I do remember they said that you can join, you don't have to join things that are in the same family anymore, Mm -hmm. that you can join everything. But I think you have to do it. That's kind of why I didn't, like, that's why I stopped, because I was like, that doesn't seem like, I I liked being an elm, and then being joined with, like, the, Mm -hmm. I don't know, trees, the other trees, Uh, (laughs) and then being like, okay, now we're all trees together and moving around, but the idea of being, like, a a tree, and then also now there's a rock with me, and so... Something about that spoiled it for me. It doesn't all have the same the, like size category still, right? Oh, but, but it does? That, no, no, it doesn't. Okay. Well, so, well, so on the same though. sort of plane. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's so you wouldn't join the ladybug no. or a carbon atom. No. no. That, that, that's good. Yeah. But that, that did, that did kind of... <laughs> yeah. That would be way know? too much. Exactly. <laughs> that's Is a, there a carbon atom? I don't know. It was at that point when when I realized that I could just roam around and hit the join key over and over and over again to try to suck everything into my... My 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 being that that kind of gamified it as a uh, let's let's do this to collect everything. Yeah, then it feels this like this is going to be my way to collect everything. a whole bunch of stuff. But at the same time, You're vacuuming. It I up. also think it also provides another mirror, right? I think it's important that they because, added your ability to do that because I mean we. Tanner and I shared a look a little while ago when you talked about organizing right angles, which both of us struggle with, I guess, uh, because of our obsessive neurotic behavior. How do you but, feel about all these things yeah, on the table? I'm really troubled by the organization of this table. But the, again, it, it points the mirror back at us to say, well, why is it that in, we have this sort of inherent pleasure in a group of elms dancing and singing together, but we find we use words like chaotic to describe, and I'm with you, right? I, I would find that disturbing to see this mass of stuff all different sizes different shapes and and so but again I think it does point it back and say well is this an, an aesthetic choice right. we're making mm-hmm. an aesthetic perception we're applying so my, uh, when, I, when, when I was the uh, all the different animals grouped together and I'm roaming across the savannah I had this idea in my head of this sort of new agey music and this <laughs> nice flowing but then when I when I was the city with the bus and the garbage can and all the buildings and the radio tower it was this really crazy wonky uh, 60s experimental jazz stuff. You know what? It was just in my head. Now that I think about it, I might enjoy that better where you can join different categories of things if I hit the dance button. 
I, I bet if I had tried it and then yeah, that that button, I probably yeah. would have liked that. That's actually pretty cool having them all yeah. spinning yeah. around together. But, is pretty okay, neat. so the game does some interesting stuff in categorizing things mm-hmm. um, in like in, in, in your completionist like way. Yeah. Because it gives you you have this much percentage right. towards completing all of it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sort of conf- I feel weird that that's in the game. Yeah. I almost feel like that's explicitly contradictory. Yeah. But then they go so far as to let you join with all things. To ignore those categories. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you make the case that the first half of the game is an, partly an illusion, right? Yeah. Um, which, again, I think a lot of people who are not even just you know phenomenologists or Buddhists, but there are lots of philosophies that sort of look at the way we perceive life as a kind of illusion to an underlying... I, th- I think that you could make that case, right? That by applying that structure, which is a kind of Linnaean taxonomy, right? These are the things that are inorganic. These are the animals. These are the trees. These are, you know, sort of... That later on, when all of that gets exploded, I imagine, since I, since I never got there, um, that is is a pointing poking especially at that idea. So, um, anyway, well, I, mean, I oh, go, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say I, I think there's also something to be said that it's an idea that probably makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Sort of that yeah. that that letting go of your perspective and your identity and like who you are. Yeah. So maybe the categories. Or a nice way to reinforce, look at all the things that you you can inhabit, but you haven't yet. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of, it's breaking its own rules, yeah. but to sort of ease you into the, the perspective, maybe? Yes. I don't know, that, may, that might be projecting too much. No, well, no I think well, that's, yeah. that's there. Even with the, cate- the categories that it has, it does kind of challenge your perceptions a little bit with the alien planets, which we haven't really even yeah. talked about. But they're they're what? Yeah. Okay, so there's <laughs> <laughs> Come on. so Joe, there's this game called Everything that you should play. It's really awesome. Okay, oh so so in Alien Planets, there it's they make it's, up words. They make and... up words, and everything looks different. But also like like um, there so there is a category in animals called birds. Yeah. On an Alien Planet, there's like this oily black blob that's moving around that counts as a bird. It could. They could have made a different thing for it. They could have done a bunch of. But they say other. that that's a bird, and so it, it kind of challenges of what what do you perceive now as you're a bird? Just blowing my mind. And right I now. love that too that they let you go to these alien planets, all these made up things, yep. specifically to show that there are things that are outside of our comprehension that yeah. are still part of right. everything. Yeah, right. yeah. Which so, it circles back around to. I mean, one of the the best ways to escape the present, right, is to f- try to search for meaning. And so I'm, again, struck by how, you know, our narratives about if you if you take for granted for a second that not everyone on the planet believes in some sort of being that's in control of things. Where do you find meaning? Right. And so one of the ways that I think pe- I've been thinking about this a lot, that people find meaning who don't necessarily believe in a God or some sort of higher power is through stories about the existence of other things outside of us Mm -hmm. like aliens Um, so it's now you got me rolling on another thing which is what does it mean in a game where you're trying to make people be about the lack of meaning and just that there's a present that's now what does it mean to then say well there are these alien anyway yes it's it's very cool it's really Mm -hmm. making me think and the the Um, way that that mixes in with alan watts narrative over the top narration over the top of it um, is is I think beautifully done and is one of the is certainly the thing that makes this game so uh, so far apart from from other games that, yeah. that are out there. We got to end this podcast at some point uh, in our lives. Uh, what do you guys closing closing ideas closing thoughts? What do you think about it? 
I, I really enjoyed it. it. It sort of covered some topics I've been thinking about in relation to games for quite some time. Uh, so, it, I mean, I was thinking about it for a long time, too. So I, I'm generally in favor of it. For me, it scratched a kind of metaphysical itch. Um, it also, for me, scratched a big designer itch because mm-hmm. I felt like it showed me yet another way that games can be made into things that we we don't normally think about. Um, and, and as a designer, I'm always looking for, for new experiences like that. As a as a purely as a as an engaging experience, I think it didn't do as much for me, maybe as it did for others. Um, but I also might have just been nervous about what I was going to say to you guys. <laughs> too, so. um, uh, anyway, that's my that's my bit. I think I my I like the game overall. It had a weird kind of roller coaster. Um, you know, at parts I even was worried like, oh, wait, maybe this is just weird. Like a, you know, hipster bait kind of game. But overall, it kind of gels with my weird hippy dippy worldview. So I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I really agree a lot with that. I, I, I went on this roller coaster of, wow, this is really awesome and brilliant. And I love how he's doing this to, oh, wow, I see what he's doing there. And it's really, I don't like, it, it's not sustainable. And it's really a one trick pony to back to loving it again. And then just back and forth and back and forth a lot. Um, even in like after playing for the time that I did and thinking about it, and thinking about kind of what I was going to talk about here um, over the past week or so, um, I kept going back and forth. Like, I, I really didn't like the way it it was a game about letting go of things and being part of everything, but it's all about also consuming or collecting and consuming things. Just little little juxtapositions like that, I kept going back and forth. And maybe that's a great thing about it uh, in its own way. Olivia? When I f- was learning about the game and about to start playing it, I was really worried that it was going to just be pretentious art game. And that was, you know, and then yeah. it was going to try and shove its idea down your throat. And yeah. yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. You're smart. Whatever. Um, as much as I usually love those games, and <laughs> even though when I, sometimes when I shouldn't. Um, but I, I feel like it did a good job of doing what it was trying to do. Um, and it really it picked one thing that it wanted to do, and it did it really well. I think it picked one um, thing, and that was one everything. thing. It picked <laughs> one thing that was everything, um, which on its surface, you know, is is a daunting task. But it it did some really interesting things to bring it all together. I really enjoyed it the whole time. When I played it, I decided I was going to immerse myself in it, and I'm pretty sure like three of my four hours was in one sitting. Put my headphones on. Yeah. And I didn't do anything else but play the game. And I really came away with it. Like, I, I thought about it for hours afterwards. And um, and I really feel like that's all it really wanted you to do. So I think it was successful. And I think we could learn some interesting stuff from it. How to implement ideas in games. There were a lot of little brilliant moments uh, in it when something when something would happen. And I would go, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's what they're doing here. That's what's... And it, they tended to happen when it would match up with... Uh, what was going on in the game and what the, the the teaching role sort of of the game and Alan Watts' narration, when those things kind of meshed together, it was it was really beautiful and really meaningful, I think. Yeah. I will say that when I got a bunch of rocks to dance together, it was I definitely had a moment of joy. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so... I got butterflies I, to I'm not sure that. I could ever have say that about a game like Civ Five, right. where I, I play it because it drives me, but I don't know that I've ever felt joy which I definitely felt a couple of times. 
also in you, this experience. I love that you can have skyscrapers reproduce with one another in a very weirdly organic yes. way. Um, um, yes. If only that was the way it really happens. It's not. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm up, take a class or something. I'm up next. Uh, our next podcast will be in February. Um, in February, we're going to play a brand new game that was just released on Steam called Nantucket, which is about. Uh, being a whaler in the early 19th century, um, a whaling strategy game, I think it's called, maybe something like something that. Like that. Um, but it was so cool that it actually knocked out the other game we were going to talk about next month. So it, I'm hoping it lives up to its uh, hype. Um, so with that, thanks for joining us on the Algonquin game table. We'll see you <laughs> next time.